0: This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub, Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the sermons of Pastor Greg Scalzo. In the Heavenly Authority series, we are currently in the section on God's great promise to David. And when we left off last time, Pastor Greg was reading David's words to his son Solomon in 1 Chronicles chapter 22. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood, and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you, who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon. For I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever." David was in barbaric times, and he shed much blood in the defense of Israel. We read about from Goliath all the way to the time period where he's killing tens of thousands of Philistines in defense of the nation of Israel. And God says this temple, which is actually symbolic of something much more, because even the heavens cannot contain God, how can a dwelling place, a house on earth, contain the God Almighty who created the universe? But it is a symbol of Yahweh. David, you're a man after my own heart, but you can't build it you're a man of bloodshed you're a man of war rather you're going to have a son and he will be a man of rest and his name shall be his name shall be Solomon and Solomon comes from the Hebrew word shalom peace his name will literally be peace or peaceful now David had an actual son named Solomon he named him that who built the physical temple, the first one in Jerusalem. But there's something more going on here. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. A forever blessing upon the house. What more is going on? Well, if you know anything about biblical prophecy, you know that Often there's a short-term fulfillment of a prophecy God gives, and then there's a long-term fulfillment. And the short-term happens, and it's a type, it's a shadow of a much more significant event, a long-term fulfillment yet to come. God's promise to David that his son, a man of peace, Solomon, would build a physical house, happened. But much more is going on here. When you read these promises, a seed from the body of David, a son from his body who would build a house for the name, who literally we find out would be the house, would be the temple, the dwelling place of God, who God would be as a father to, and the seed, the son of David, would be as a son who would be beaten with the rods of men when he took upon himself the iniquity of us all, as though to say, I am the sinner. He would be beaten by the rods of men whose throne and kingdom would be established forever and whose name would be peace. This goes far beyond Solomon, David's son who built the wonderful structure in Jerusalem but who then took many wives and many concubines and though he started off so well and he had such great wisdom from God he turned around and because he loved all these women he began to build pagan altars to all their gods and he turned his heart from the one true God and he was not loyal to God Almighty as his father David and he built high places and altars To false gods. And as a result, God declared that he would tear the kingdom apart, that he would take it away from his son Rehoboam, and the peace would be taken away from Israel. Was Solomon really peace for Israel? Was Solomon really peaceful for the world? This goes far beyond Solomon to a seed of David of whom it is said in Isaiah chapter 9, well after the time of Solomon, but many, many hundreds of years before the time of Christ, it says in verse 6 of chapter 9, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we have in this promise to David a clear prophecy about Messiah's lineage this peace this seed this son of david would be the messiah one that would come from david but would bring peace to the whole world and to all mankind this is a great messianic prophecy that we've just read in second samuel chapter seven given to david because david was concerned with god's house god says david you're going to be the ancestor Of the Messiah. Let's see what we already know about Messiah, the Anointed One, to whom all the scriptures tell us will take and save mankind from the work of the evil one, from the work of Satan. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, we're told as part of the curse on the serpent, as part of the curse on Satan, It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So the head of the serpent is crushed by the seed of a woman. That's an interesting expression, that a woman has seed. So he, this one who's to come from a woman... As he's crushing the head of Satan, he's having his heel struck by Satan. He suffers as he crushes the head of the evil one. So Messiah is a man. He comes from a woman. He's one like us. He's a son of man. Moreover, he's a Jew. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse 15, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, again we read about the seed, in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So the one that's born, the seed of a woman, a son of man, also is of the seed of Abraham. Through that seed, all the nations. That's why Abram's name was changed to Abraham, the father of many nations, because it would be from his seed that all the nations on earth would be blessed. And that's the Messianic prophecy. And it's passed down from Abraham, to Isaac, and then to Jacob. So the Messiah is a human, the Messiah is a Jew, and then on Jacob's deathbed, he prophesies ahead, he has 12 sons, the 12 tribes, and he prophesies ahead And he prophesies into the future past Joseph, who at that point, Joseph, his son, had won the right of the firstborn. And he prophesies past Joseph and his son Ephraim and the tabernacle we studied at Shiloh and Samuel and Saul. And what does he tell his sons in Genesis chapter 49? In 49.10, he says, the scepter, the kingship, shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. Shiloh, the one to whom it belongs. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. So the kingship, and we know from other scriptures, Messiah is to be a king. We've seen that in 2 Samuel chapter 7, the throne. Now we know he's a human, not only that, he's a Jew, and more specifically, He's from the tribe of Judah. And then the last scripture, the first one we study, down at the time of David, we find out from all the families of Judah, where he comes from, he comes from the family of David. So it's narrowed down even further. If one comes claiming to be the one, claiming to be the Messiah, and he's not a Jew, and he's not from the tribe of Judah, and he's not a son of David, it's a false claim. But we ask the question why must messiah be born this way why must he be a son of man why must he come as a human from judah from david why must he be like one of us in the study of heavenly authority one of the books we skipped over we just touched on very quickly was the book of ruth And the book of Ruth actually gives us detail into David's ancestry, where he comes from in the tribe of Judah. And in the book of Ruth, there is developed the concept of the kinsman-redeemer, a relative who has the right to redeem, to recover by payment, to buy back to the family. And if you bear with me a moment, I believe you'll see the symbolism in the book of Ruth. In the days of ancient Israel, a person could sell himself, a person could sell his land if he was uh, in a condition of poverty, and it, but only was for a limited time. But there was a kinsman redeemer that could protect the family by having the first option by law to buy back any land that's sold by the person in poverty, by the relative in poverty and that allowed the land then to stay in the clan because the person that was poor that had to sell the land had a kinsman redeemer, had a near relative that could redeem, buy back the land. And likewise there was the liberate marriage. Uh, In the ancient world, in the hard times that they experienced, women were very dependent upon men because of the physical aspects of that world. And if a man died without children, without a male heir to help take care of the woman, there was a law that they had. It wasn't binding. The man could get out of it. But again, a brother, or if not a brother, a close relative, would then marry the woman and then have children for the dead brother in his name. And that's called the Leverett marriage. And it was not absolute. They could take the sandal off and refuse to do it. That was a ritual they performed. In the book of Ruth, you have Naomi, who's a faithful Israelite woman, and her husband is a man of Bethlehem. He's of the tribe of Judah. I hope you have enjoyed this inspiring message. We welcome you to join us for Sunday service at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Please join Pastor Greg Scalzo next time for Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means a remnant shall return.